Bikurim Perik Aleph Mishnah Vav One Six. Hakonishne Ilanos Besoch Shil Chavero. If a person purchases two trees in his neighbor's property, so now it's he when he purchases those trees, he wasn't explicit on whether or not that includes um, the land beneath the trees as well, or just the trees themselves. That is, say, for example, if the tree he purchased died, does he have the rights to plant a new tree in its place, or did he just own the the physical tree above the ground? And that being the case, since it's not clear if he owns the ground or not, so maybe he could bring the fruit, but ve'enokara, he may not recite the recitation because it's a suffix if really he can say that the land is his land on which it grew. Since it's a suffix, he will not do the recitation. Now, you might ask, what's the problem with reciting the suffix, reciting out of doubt? Uh, what's the worst that can happen? You're not saying a bracha or something, you're simply just saying psukim, verses, which you could always say. So um, the answer is, either the Gemara says it's mechse keshikra, you kind of look like you're lying, um, which is one approach, or a second approach is that that um, uh, people essentially will, will, will learn the wrong halachas. Um, there's also a separate, the, part of the problem is that there's a difference between if it's Bikurim, if it's subject to Trumas and Maestros or not, and that being the case, you make a whole you know confusion about how these kinds of things should be treated in terms of Trumas and Maestros. Now, on that point, the truth is that it's actually very complicated um, in the Gemara how one goes even bringing such suffolk Bikurim because it's an issue of not bringing Chulun into the base of Mekdash, etc. I'm just sort of beyond the scope of the Mishnah here, but the point is that if this actually happens and it's a suffolk, it's rather complicated how one does bring, um, even if he doesn't recite it. Now, that said, that's the Lacha, Rabbi Meir disagrees, Rabbi Meir Omer, maybe Vikar, Rabbi Meir says it's uh, a given that if you buy two trees together, that you're buying trees plus land. No one buys just one, uh, two trees without getting the land as well. They'll agree, everyone agrees that if it's just one tree, um, then it's when there's an acquiring the land. But with two, says Rav Meir, it's certain he meant the land as well. Tanakama's not, not, not sure, and the halacha follows the Tanakama. Everyone would agree if you bought three trees that you meant the trees plus the land beneath them. That would not be a doubt. A new case here, Yavash Hama'ayan, or Nikta Tza'ilan. If the tree on which the Bikurim grew um, was nourished by a spring, a natural spring, or if it was a field of grain, and the field of grain was watered by a natural spring, but then the spring dried up. Or Nikta Tza'ilan, the tree um, got cut down. Assuming that you have not yet designated the fruits, and then you do designate the fruits as Bikurim, um, Maybe the Inokora, according to the Tanakama, you can still bring those fruits, but you can't recite the recitation. And the reason why is because um, it's as if the land is no longer there. According to the Tanakama, if the water is now cut off and the thing can't produce, or the tree is cut down and therefore it can't produce, it's as if the land has been stripped out from underneath it, and therefore one cannot recite the verses talking about the land. Rabbi Huda Omar, maybe the Kora, Rabbi Huda says, no, you could bring and recite, because he says just because the spring is not longer functioning or because the tree is cut down, that's not tantamount to the land not being there. And the halacha, however, follows Tanakama, um, that if the tree is cut down, one couldn't um, recite the recitation. Now, when does one bring and recite? Tanakama holds the window of opportunity to bring and recite. Bikurim is from Shvuas, Atzeres, Vad Hachag, until the Chag, Chag referring to Sukkas. So that's your window. Um, beyond that, Minachag, Bar Hanukkah, if you're going past Sukkot until Hanukkah time, maybe you can still bring the Bikurim, 
ve'enokara, but you cannot do the recitation. The reason why is because um, the Pasuk by Bikurim talks about v'samach, the b'chol hatov, you'll rejoice in all the goodness that Hashem gave you. And they understand it to mean only when people are rejoicing in general, when it's the happy times, which means people are feeling the fullness of the harvest, which is in the summertime between Shavuos and Sukkot. After that, the joy is sort of wearing off. And that being the case, the time for reciting is no longer here. It says the Tanakama, Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra Omer, maybe Vakora. Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra says, no, it's not true. Even after Sukkot, you could still recite all the way until Hanukkah. Um, you could be bringing it in and recite. Um, however, after Hanukkah, everyone agrees that one may no longer recite the uh, the passages. It's too late. Um, interesting, this is one of the very few times in the Mishnahs where Hanukkah is mentioned. Um, interestingly, oblique reference here, but there you go. Um, the Lach again follows Tanakam that after Hanukkah, there's no bringing even. And um, after Sukkot, there's no reciting of the Parshios.